Hi, welcome to Not By Bread Alone. My name is Sophia and you can reach me through Insta, Instagram. It is Radfia, R-A-D-P-H-I-A. Okay guys, so this episode I'm actually doing on my lunch break um, in my car. I have the windows down, hopefully it will not get loud. Um, if a train comes by or airplane comes over or a loud vehicle, I do apologize. Okay, so this episode is called King's Kid. And in this episode is very special, not to say, you know, other episodes aren't equally special, but this one is for all the teens and preteens out there. So I'm dedicating this episode to you guys. I also feel even a little emotional, I think maybe because I can remember how difficult and awkward the preteen and teen years were. Growing up, I didn't have the level of how social, the level where social media is today that you guys are facing. So no, I do not know exactly the full scope it has on the youth, but I can tell it's a huge factor. Social media has created a whole other world in a way. People have full control of what they post and say and can basically have no responsibility in doing whatever they want on it, good or bad. They can be as destructive as they want, as well as live in a false reality. You know, Photoshop their pics, be flashy with possessions, creating an illusion of how marvelous their life is, but really be broken and hurting, crying for help on the inside. And it has just came out that Facebook's algorithm is actually actually um, set up to show its viewers more hateful, divisive, polarizing things to invoke anger and have you spend more time on Facebook. So the longer you stay hooked looking on Facebook, the more ads you see. And in that case, the more ads you may click on. And that is how Facebook makes money. Um, Facebook has found that it is easier to inspire people to anger than it is to any other emotion. That's crazy. Um, to even think about. Uh, I just recently saw an interview from someone who worked for Facebook and I wanted to share what she had said. I watched her interview on with 60 Minutes. Her name is Frances Haugen and I'm going to direct quote her a few, I'm going to direct quote a few things from her. So this is Haugen speaking. She said, the thing I saw at Facebook over and over again was there were conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for Facebook. And Facebook over and over again chose to optimize 
for its own interests, like making money. She goes on to say, Facebook makes more money when you consume more content. That's what I was saying. People enjoy engaging with things that elicit an emotional reaction. And the more anger that they get exposed to, the more they interact and the more they consume. She also said, um, she also said, optimizing for con- content that gets engagement, a reaction, but it's own research is showing that content is that if the content is hateful that it is divisive that it is polarizing it's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions she adds if the company recognizes that if they change the algorithm to be safer people will spend less time on the site they'll click on less ads they'll make less money and that's an end quote there Haugen um, also mentioned Instagram because Facebook owns Instagram. Um, I don't have a direct quote, but she said that Instagram has been responsible for many young ladies to feel bad about their bodies, leading to eating disorders, as well as depression and even suicide. So Instagram makes you feel bad about yourself because maybe you're comparing yourself, which is very natural to do, especially for our younger youth that are trying to see where they fit in. You know, the social world can be very brutal. And to compare yourself to others is completely natural. So here you are on Instagram looking at this girl and thinking, wow, she's so beautiful, I wish I was, or she's so skinny. And it actually makes you feel bad about yourself which once you're feeling pretty crummy, you then leads to more time of just actually scrolling and looking on Instagram in response to feeling depressed. So given this information, I wanted to do a podcast speaking to anyone feeling less than, feeling isolated, feeling unheard, unrelatable, alone. Um, At the end of the day, we all want to feel accepted, loved, and mattered. Ultimately, we all yearn for intimacy. I don't want to get too off topic, but we all have levels of, of intimacy that need to be filled. And I'm speaking about physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual. I think when we become preteens and teens, those feelings, those wants become more real. As they should, you're growing into a, an adult. You know, you're more free thinking. You're not so like, well, my mommy does it this way. My daddy does it that way. You're at a point in life where you're like, maybe I don't like what mom and dad likes. And you start to see the world differently. And from as you did as a child and having even more responsibility, etc. So in saying that, we all want to have our intimacy met in those areas filled. The risky part is when we try to fill these areas in unhealthy ways which brings back social media. It can create an emotional connection. Remember, we just talked about Facebook's algorithm. So anytime you do something or even watch something that triggers an emotion, 
it can meet your intimacy level at an emotional viewing standpoint. There can be good emotion or bad. And the bad is what is so frightening with social media. And let me say this or add this. It is completely normal to want to be connected with another human or humans rather. Wanting these things fulfilled is natural. But you need to be mindful of who and what is fulfilling you physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. And also as to why is that fulfilling that need. Um, Life is all about choices for each one of us. You have a choice in everything that could be filling in these areas of your life. I want to switch gears for a second to all my parents out there. We need to be raising children with a goal of making them the best person they could be. To bring them into the best version of themselves. With that being said, that should be each of our goals with every person we all come encounter with. From the people you work with, to your loved ones. Um, You know, just take a minute and ask yourself, am I helping the other person to become the best version of oneself? And then on the flip side, ask yourself, are they helping me to become the best version of myself? As I have become a mom, and I do remember what it's like to be searching for fulfillment, I want my children to know that every day they are loved, valued, they are important, beautiful, perfect, and I choose them every day. That they can never change those things. No action or choice will ever take that from them. We are all just that. Chosen, loved, valued, important. Nothing can ever take that from me or you. God's love for me and for you will always remain. It is not based on deeds. It cannot be earned or changed. I keep using the word changed or unchanged to drive that point home. I want my children to know those crucial things that they can then make choices that make them a best version of themselves by picking friends for the right reasons and getting fulfillment that truly fulfills them and so that they don't have to go searching for someone else to tell them that they are beautiful, valued, smart, important, wanted. They are already loved, already chosen. I want them to know whose they are by teaching them these things. They will become the best versions of themselves and then help the ones in their lives, like friends, to become the best version of themselves. It's a trickle effect. So to my children, I love you. You are wanted. You are important. You are valued. You were chosen by me, your dad, but most importantly, by God. To those that didn't have parents telling them these things, that goes for you as well. You are chosen. You are loved, you are valued, and you are all these things by your creator. Okay, so now back to spending, speaking um, to our youth. With those things being said, who are your friends? 
Are you friends with people for shallow reasons or because of opportunities that person may have that you benefit from? Why do your friends choose you? Are these said people pushing you to be the best version of yourself? On the topic of friends, I want to add this. No boyfriend or girlfriend should ever be something in your life that you are missing. So if you feel like you're missing something and that person creates, fills that void, that's, that's not okay. This happens for a lot of people. They feel like they are missing something and feel they need to be complete and to only feel complete is through the significant other. And that's not true. Which brings me to love. I feel like our young people need to know a little bit about love. Love is not a feeling. You don't fall in love. Sorry if your movies you watch tell you that. Love is an action. And I want to share a quote from a book I read. And I encourage you to read it. It has taught me so much. And a lot of what I'm actually saying has came from that book in this episode. This podcast episode. I have learned things from the book that I'm sharing in this podcast episode. Um, The book is The Seven Levels of Intimacy by Matthew Kelly. Okay, the quote. Let's see. My friend, love is a verb. Love the feeling is a fruit of love the verb. You can only choose to love. You cannot determine whether someone else will love you. Life is about love. It's about whom you love and whom you hurt. Life is about how you love yourself and how you hurt yourself. Life's about how you love and hurt the people close to you. Life is about how you love and hurt the people who just cross your path for a moment. Life is about love. End quote. That is so good. Thank you, Matthew Kelly. Knowing this about love and teaching it, I think, can really put, you know, your relationships into perspective, especially our youth, you guys, you youngsters. Um, let me say this too. In your relationships, you should never be pressured to do something you are not comfortable with or choose to do because everyone else is. I know hearing that may sound like, duh, but these are real issues. I know this episode, um, I have spoken a lot about different things and they all play a role together. And like every episode, I speak from my life. So what I'm speaking about, I've experienced. I know what it's like to feel incomplete, like something was missing. Thinking, hmm, maybe maybe dating him, you know, this relationship will do that trick. Or no, this activity, doing this crazy thing will be so fun. Or I'm just going to drink, you know. And maybe I'll go and dive deeper into terrible relationships I was in and things I did. But in what I've experienced and what I've learned from wrong choices. I don't want to say bad. I just want to say wrong choices. They were wrong choices for myself. Maybe I'll write a book. I don't know. 
but in saying that I speak from experience um, I want to close with this the most important relationship that has fulfilled me and filled the emptiness was choosing to have a relationship with God learning about God making him my savior and lord of my life I have learned that mine and God's relationship is not just an intellectual relationship not just based on rules some people live an evil and good faith relationship what I mean by that is thinking if I do this I'm good in God's eyes and if I do that I'm bad in God's eyes then going back and forth with deeds and not a true relationship um, it is not enough just to live knowing right and wrong or knowing what is right and what is wrong it's being so in love with God that you only want to do what pleases him if you are feeling like this spoke to you and you're thinking I want that I'm tired of feeling less and something is missing asking God to be your Lord and accepting him as your Savior will change every aspect of your life Romans 10 tells us for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved as the scripture tells us anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced Jew or Gentile are the same in this respect they have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him so at this time I would like to invite you to say this prayer. You can just say it after me. God, Father, you call me your child. You're chosen, you're valuable, you're important child. Please come into my heart and be my savior and the Lord of my life. I believe you died and rose again for me. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this episode and remember you are wonderful, you are valued, you are important, you are wanted, you are part of royalty, you are a king's kid. Okay, until next time, go and let your light shine.